people said that I inspired them and that they know somebody who's autistic or like their child or somebody and they want them to get into performing arts or creative arts and it was really awesome for them to see another autistic person pursuing it. Welcome back to Adulting on the Spectrum. In this podcast, we want to highlight the real voices of autistic adults, not just inspirational stories, but people like us talking about their day-to-day life. Basically, we want to give a voice to a variety of autistic people. I'm Aileen Lam, an autistic author and photographer, and I co-host this podcast with Andrew Camero. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Eileen. Hey, I'm Andrew, an autistic entrepreneur, software engineer, co-host of this podcast, and have the world's largest spoon collection. Today, our guest is Rose Lawrence. Rose was featured on Autism Speaks social channels and got very positive feedback, so she wanted to share her story more intensively, extensively, on this podcast, because who wouldn't? Rose is an autistic actor, and she is passionate about creative arts and inspiring others to follow their creative dreams. Rose also gets into character role-playing different mascots. Rose, thank you for joining us today. We like to start off each podcast by asking the guests how they prefer to identify. And we don't mean pronouns such as she, her, they, them, although you're welcome to share those as well. What we mean is autistic, uh, Asperger's, as Eileen likes to, to refer to herself on the spectrum or have no preference at all. Uh, do you have a preference? And if so, what is it? Autistic. Ah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we we are, the majority come on and it's they do not care so and I know that's Eileen's favorite answer so I, I like different answers for no other reason than Eileen likes a certain answer so they're all valid though yeah so can you tell us about your autism diagnosis journey how did you learn you were autistic well I started seeing mental health professionals at quite a young age And at first they thought I was ADHD or had ADHD. Um, And then as an adult, I was officially diagnosed as bipolar, which didn't really feel right for me. So um, some more years went on and I finally found the right person who assessed me as autistic, which was just this year in February. So it took quite a long time for me because I'm an adult and I spent the majority of my adolescence and childhood just not knowing. What was it like for you, like the 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 process? Was it stressful, not knowing? Did you feel re- relief after you heard the, the diagnosis? I felt relief, but I also experienced a lot of, um, I don't want to say shame, but like I didn't want to be autistic. So I kind of went back and forth. Um, but now I'm in a good place with it and I embrace it. (laughs) It wasn't that stressful of a journey. It kind of happened quickly once I decided to get back into, uh, looking into mental health. It was like within four months. That is quick. 
Well, yeah. how do you go about finding uh, someone to evaluate you? Because something that we hear a lot from adults, you know, when they go through their diagnosis journey is that it's really difficult to get a diagnosis as an adult. So if you have any tips to share, that would be awesome. Well, for me, I was seeing somebody pretty consistently and they wrote me a referral. So then I went on to Google and found um, a specialist. It was kind of a drive. It was like a four hour drive for me. But I drove out to see the specialist and they are the ones who diagnosed me. That's awesome. And did you f find them on your own or your therapist recommended somebody? And uh, did you have a list to go through? I found them on my own. I just had a general referral to get an assessment. So it took me, like I said, about um, a couple months to find them. And then I was able to see them like two months later. So in total, it took me about four months to get my diagnosis. So although you are not the first autistic actor or the first public autistic actor, I always find, you know, in my perspective, um, you know, are, acting and autism almost don't seem to go together in some ways. I, I mean, obviously they can and there's very successful people um, who are, but, you know, it's I have a hard time pretending not to be exactly who I am all the time. Um, so can you share a little bit about just how you get into character and why you think maybe the autism might be a strength for acting? Well, in terms of a strength, I basically spent the majority of my life being a parrot. So I learned socializing and communicating by watching other people. And I kind of apply that to my acting as well. Uh, to get into character, I really have to go through a whole list of experiences and kind of puzzle them together so I can relate the situation, relate to the situation and find exactly what emotion needs to be shown. Do you have an example? Like if I have to be like really excited, I have to go through my memory log and find moments where I actually felt excited and kind of replay that so that I can genuinely appear excited. <laughs> You got a lot of private messages following, uh, sharing your story on the Autism Speaks uh, social media channels. Like, what what was it like uh, to get those those messages? Did you get uh, nice messages? Did you get any mean messages? <laughs> no mean messages. It was actually really, um, it was really nice. It made me feel inspired to speak out more on it. I guess because a lot of people said that I inspired them and that they know somebody who's autistic or like their child or somebody and they want them to get into performing arts or creative arts and it was really awesome for them to see another autistic person pursuing it so that it's inspired other people to do what what you're doing but yeah or something down the, the creative line at least <laughs> yeah i know and you hear a lot that autistic people are not creative and you know it's nice that we're able to to break the, the stigma, like I'm not very good at math. I mean, I'm not terrible, but definitely not feeling the cliche of, you know, the autistic person who's like super good at science and math and not creative. Um, Andrew is like that. He's very cliche. And not very cliche. I am extremely cl cliche. It, it, it bothers me a lot, actually. I, I really wish I wasn't cliche. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of talent in the spectrum and I would like to see more people highlighted for that. Thank you.
So you mentioned, I think on your IMDb, assuming you're the right IMDb, which I hope, otherwise this question won't make sense, uh, that you were a national TV commercial. Uh, what brand was it? What was the commercial? Can you share? Oh, yeah. My national commercial was with Weiler's Light. They're like a powdered drink for water. I don't know, quite know like a supplement. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was super fun. And then I did a statewide commercial with the Oregon Lottery. With what state's lottery? Oregon. Oh, okay. Cool. What was your uh, your role in the commercials? A Weiler's Light, I was like a business lady, but it was really cool because we got shot with cannon powder with a bunch of colors. Um, so we were like all dressed in white and we just got shot with all these colors and it was really fantastic. So that was my favorite. And in the Oregon Lottery, I was like a teacher guide for kids out in nature. Well, Did they so give sorry. you free lottery tickets? I wish. <laughs> So you describe your autism uh, as a superpower and, you know, for some people, it definitely is a, a superpower. And for other people like my son, who is almost 11 now and has severe challenging behaviors, it's not necessarily a superpower, you know, because it comes with a lot of, of challenges, some of which are life threatening. Um, can you tell us a little bit about why you see your autism as a superpower? I think it's just my perception of the world is different. And in being in the creative industry, it kind of gives me a unique perspective. And when I collaborate with people, my ideas can be unique. And I really like that. So you say you worked as a mascot. What is, so a couple of questions. What's the difference between a mascot and like role play or uh, like cosplaying is there a difference are you referring to something else like a mascot like i think of like a like a football game like a mascot like a big suit but it it seems like it's a character um explain yeah. that difference a bit about that so it's kind of like the football mascot a mascot character is a big suit that you put on but it can be like the easter bunny is a mascot character um and there's a lot of holiday ones like christmas bear and um trolls like from disney so mm -hmm. I used to do that. I, I kind of upgraded from that with the company that I'm with, and I refuse to do mascots anymore. <laughs> it got really difficult for me. Uh, why was it difficult? Being in the confined space of the mask, and then it's also heavy, and it gets really hot, and I don't know. I don't do well with being overheated. <laughs> I can No, I, I can see it being extremely uncomfortable. So, Okay. So, uh, so, so the mascot is more in the character you mentioned. It's more a, a job, not like a, a hobby or for fun, right? And it doesn't sound like it was terribly fun. It's not terribly fun, but it kind of falls into my passion. The company I work for and the woman who runs it, I absolutely love. So that was in the very beginning of my career with her, but I still work with her. But I do more like Disney princess stuff now, which is super fun for me. <laughs> cool. What uh, Disney princesses? I mostly play Mirabelle from Encanto. Okay. Yeah. So I would be interested to hear your thoughts on, on masking because, you know, masking is a big thing for autistic people. And I feel like especially for, for girls and, you know, acting 
part of it is is masking. So do you have any thought on masking and acting and how they live together? Um, masking for me is weird because sometimes I can be super aware of it and then sometimes I won't even like be conscious that I'm doing it. Um, but I'm pretty aware when I'm working. So I've questioned if I'm kind of just like pulling out masks that I'm used to for the moment that I need in terms of acting. That makes sense. Sounds like a description of acting in general, right? Yeah, it's almost like uh, it's a fine line, the difference between acting and masking. And it's, I don't know, it's a journey for me. I love acting. It it grounds me, but it gives me lots to think about. And um, I'm learning a lot about myself while doing it. If you could just, if you had like a, a dream acting role, like whether it's something that, you know, already exists and it like rebooted or, or, or doesn't exist or just it, dream world, wave a magic wand acting role what would it be I don't have anything specific but the role would have to be I just want something consistent I would want to be like a reoccurring character in a series that ran for a long time and did well not even like the main character just you know it would be cool to just be part of something that lasted and you know the connections that people make on set like you basically build a family so I, I really want to experience that that's that's interesting. I, I wasn't expecting that response, but it's a really good one. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Has the strike affected you at all with what was going on in Hollywood the past months, years? So I work in the Portland, Oregon market mostly. Sometimes I go up to Seattle, but our market here is really small. And yeah, the strikes totally slowed us down. Um, I. I rely on my agent for auditions and we barely like we didn't have any auditions this year for the most part. Things were picking back up a little bit, but it was detrimental. <laughs> so I took a trip to New York City. <laughs> Did that help? Yeah, I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts for two weeks and that, that was an amazing experience. <laughs> Just like to to learn? To learn and to get some acting in since it was such a slow year. So I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions. So basically, I ask you some questions and you tell me the first answer that comes to your mind. Okay. What is your favorite mascot that you've ever played? Christmas bear. Your favorite Disney princess? Princess Jasmine. Your favorite artistic actor, whether it's fictional or otherwise? The Extraordinary Attorney Wu. Favorite uh, film genre? Mm, coming of age. The worst movie ever made? Ooh. Uh, Gremlins? <laughs> Andrew, what do you think about that answer? I, I was asking me because I assume she's never seen Gremlins. Yes. Um, it's it's a respectable answer. Yeah. Um, anyway, back uh, to you, Rose. Um, our last question is for you to like, you know, self-promote and tell people where they can find you on social media if you have social media. Oh, yeah. Um, Instagram, Rose's Sunny Day. That's the only one I have. <laughs> 
good enough. And uh, do you have anything like coming up? Um, any movies, commercial, anything? Uh, just auditions. I'm up for a role in a movie right now. Um, but I'm still waiting to schedule my call back. So nothing official. <laughs> nice. Well, good luck. And thank you so much for coming on our podcast today and talking to us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you.